Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word tonight. And we know, Lord, that without faith, we cannot please you. Lord, the word of God say, the just shall live by faith. So we want to live by faith every day. And we know, Father, we build our faith by hearing and hearing and hearing of the word of God. So tonight, may your Holy Spirit anoint your word so that the hearers will have more faith. And they shall put this into practice, Father. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us tonight. We are all your children, and we want to learn from you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to continue to talk about fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. This is one of my favorite subjects about the Holy Spirit. Since 1996 that I got touched by the file of God, I noticed that my life had been changed so much. Sometimes when I read the books and read things that happen in the world, and I say, wow, that happened to me already. Many things in the Bible that happened to me because the file of God has changed me, has molded me, and has worked on the inside of me. I'm sold out for the file of God. I'm sold out for the touch of God because I have the first-hand experience of how the Holy Spirit or the fire of the Holy Spirit had changed me and touched me and renewed me and moved me from glory to glory to glory. He has changed me so much and I have witnessed all over the world people who have been touched by the fire of God how much they have changed, how more fruitful they are. And as Christians, we need to understand that God the Father is in heaven, and Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. So God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ are not in the world today. But the third part of the Trinity, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is in the world. And he is with us, in us, and all over us. Fill us up. He is the answer to everything in our life. Every single thing in our life, he is the answer. Not man, but him, the Holy Spirit. He can help you in your job. He can help you to make investment. He can help you to find the right house. He can help you in the ministry. He can protect you, talk to you, show you the way. Unfortunately, many Christians have no idea what the Holy Spirit is, who He is. Some of the people know about the Holy Spirit, but they have no fellowship and no communion and communication relationship with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. It's so important that we will know Him and fellowship with Him and walk with him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Today, I talked to one of my patients. I 
interviewed him about his symptoms, and I walked back to look at the MRI in my computer, and I walked back to him and I say, "You know, I think you need more tests. Even though I can just get by to do surgery for you right away, but the Holy Spirit told me. I told my patient, the Holy Spirit told me that you need more tests." And thank God he's a Christian, so he was so rejoicing that the doctors say the Holy Spirit told him that you need more tests. So even in my job, I need to hook up and connect to the Holy Spirit all the time, even the time of surgery, the time of talking to the patient, the time of reading the X-ray or MRI or films, the time of preaching and ministering and giving even counseling. The Bible says clearly that we need to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and I want to teach you tonight how to build that relationship, how to live a life full of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you're gonna miss a lot on earth here. In fact, because He can do so much in your life. You cannot imagine how much he can do. Even little, little thing in your life that he can help you. Even little, little things. I always consult with the spirit of God on a daily basis. When I have something happen, I will ask him, ask the Father, but listen to the spirit of the Father, mean the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. What I need to do in this situation. So I need to build that fellowship. And the relationship between us and God, the Bible compared to marriage, to marriage. We are His bride, and He is our groom. And the spirit of the groom is on earth here right now, working with us. And in that relationship, in marriage relationship, we need to cultivate the commitment, love. And understanding. I really enjoy Christian wedding ceremony because there was a time of giving a vow to each other. I was not a Christian when I married Pastor Da, but we married in the Catholic Church because Pastor Da was a Catholic, and in that marriage, I gave vow to be committed to Pastor Da, and she gave vow to be committed to me. So, relationship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is about commitment. It's about covenant. We make a commitment to follow Him, to serve Him all the days of our life. Everyone say commitment. Covenant. We make a covenant with Him, or we make a promise that we will follow Him. This morning, I was walking uh, in the hospital. And I was talking to God, and a tear come out from my eyes. I said, "Thank you, Lord, for healing me from the sickness a few months ago." But I tell you right now, Father, I tell you right now, Jesus, I tell you right now, the Holy Spirit, that whether up or down, whether good or bad, whether in the good time or in the trial and hardships and opposition, I will follow you. I will love you. I will continue to serve you no matter what, because I make a covenant with you. I make a commitment, 
as your bride, as your wife, to serve you and to love you all the days of my life. While I was praying this morning and talking to God in the hospital, my tears come out, and I feel so much commitment. I say, I make another commitment to you. Sometime when I come home, I will say to my wife, Da, I love you, and I will not choose any other woman in my life. You are the only person. I commit to live with you, and I'm going to stay with you to the end. So I make that commitment with my wife. The same thing, I make commitment with my spiritual husband, the Lord Jesus Christ, and his spirit. In order to have that relationship, one of the important things that we need to do is surrender. We need to surrender to the spirit of the living God. Many of us may come from Buddhist background. When we come to so-called small G-O-D gods or some evil spirit, we try to use them to give us the number for lottery, give us money and work. So we are using the evil spirit or small G-O-D gods to do something for us. But when we come to God, it's the opposite way. When we come to the Holy Spirit, we surrender to Him. Lord, Holy Spirit, whatever you want, I will follow you. I will do what you tell me to do. I know that you are such a good God and you will help me to get the right thing, but I'm going to surrender to you all the days of my life. Surrender is very important in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you want the Holy Spirit to work with you, to help you, to anoint you, to lead you, to guide you, you need to surrender. One man in the Bible, he was so anointed by God to be a king. His name is King Saul. And what happened to King Saul? He was anointed, but he did not yield to the Holy Spirit. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 11, I am grieved that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was troubled, and he cried out to the Lord all that night. King Saul, instead of surrendering to the Holy Spirit, he rebelled. He did not seek the way of God. And the Bible said that the Holy Spirit was very grieved. You don't want to do this, to grieve the Holy Spirit. How do you grieve the Holy Spirit? You rebel against Him. You always say no. He tells you to do something, you just go opposite way. He speaks to you to do something, you go, no, 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 I'm going to do my own way. So after a while, the relationship between you and the Holy Spirit starts to be distant, start to be broken, and He cannot talk to you anymore, and you're going to get into trouble. In fact, if you are led by the Holy Spirit all the time, you will always be led to triumph, to victory, because He is the God who gave victory to Jesus Christ. He raised Jesus from the dead. What happened in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14? If you don't surrender to the Holy Spirit, you open the door for the attack of the enemy. Now the Spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul. An evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. We have two choices. Work with the Holy Spirit or open the door for evil spirit to come in to work with us. 
You know that the evil spirit comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But the spirit of God comes to give us life, give us zeo, the life of God, good health, long life, and prosperity. So I pray that you all will surrender to the Holy Spirit. Always say yes to the Spirit of God. And if you keep saying yes to the Spirit of God, you close the door that the evil spirit or demons cannot come and attack you. This is the way to live a protected life: is to always yield to the Holy Spirit, surrender to the Holy Spirit, and as you do that, you can live a life filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. You live a life of deep fellowship with the Holy Spirit all the time. You tell Him every day, "I loved you. I commit my life to you." It's like husband and wife relationship. The relationship need to be nurtured, need to be cultivated. We need to work at it. The relationship. The same thing. We need to keep building relationship with the Spirit of the Living God on the inside of us. Know more about Him. Listen to the teaching about the Holy Spirit. Learn how to walk with Him. Expect the experience with the Holy Spirit every single day. Amen. I experience the work of the Holy Spirit in my life every single day. He showed me what to do. He tell me what to do. He corrected me. He sometimes spank me and tell me not what to do something. And you have a bad attitude. You need to repent right now. So we need to build and cultivate that relationship all the days of our life. Don't be like the children of Israel. The children of Israel rebel against God in the wilderness. And the Lord was so furious with them to the point that many of them died in the wilderness because the protection of the Lord was lifted, and the enemy came in and killed them, and they were destroyed. How many people want God's protection to be upon you all the time? Amen. I want the protection of God to be upon my life. I don't want any sickness. I don't want any accident. I don't want any bad things. To happen to me, I want the protection of God. So I don't want to be like King Saul. I don't want to be like the children of Israel. I want the protection. So I'm gonna surrender to the Holy Spirit, get to know Him, and work with Him all the days of my life, so that I can stay being protected all the time, and I can live a life of victory. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse sixteen. This is an interesting scripture that I really love and I want to have experience. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse sixteen. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. This should be the goal, should be the lifestyle of every Christian. How many people say that I can avoid getting old? Raise your hand up. How many people say I never get old? We all get old, is that right? Every single year gone by, we get older. We cannot avoid physical changes and being old. Interestingly, I went to see a Jewish lawyer. I tried to make a will for my family, the will and the trust, and the lawyer asked me. Uh, how long do you plan to live? 
How long you gonna work? He want to calculate how he gonna make a will for me. I say that I and Pastor Da plan to live at least 120 years. And he make a big eyes. He say, "Really? That's how the Jewish people bless each other." He said that Jewish people would say to each other, "At 220 years." So it's in the Bible that God wants us to live a long life, even though physically we get older, but inside us, the Bible says that we are being renewed day by day. In other words, even though the physical body get older, but our spirit, our mind, and our soul get stronger, get more mature, more wisdom, more faith, more love. And if your spirit is strong and stronger, it will affect your physical body. That you will get old slowly instead of fast like some people. You're going to be strong on the inside of you because the Spirit of God keep renewing you. I like that. I want the Holy Spirit to keep renewing me on the inside every single day. We should not live a life just day by day. We should really expect the Holy Spirit to keep renewing, to keep changing on the inside of us to be stronger, stronger, have a strong heart, strong faith, strong love, right mindset, the mind of Christ, get stronger and stronger. Amen? How many people want to be like that? As you go by, your spirit gets stronger, get renewed every single day. Who can do that for you? The Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to stay filled, stay connected, hooked up to the Holy Spirit and have that fellowship that the Holy Spirit will be able to keep working on the inside of you to renew your spirit and renew your mind all the time. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17 to 18. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Interestingly, right after that scripture that say, don't be foolish. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled. Not past tense, it's now, every single day, constantly. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible commands us to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a constant basis. And we need to learn how to be like the sailboat that let the wind of God blow us and fill the sail all the time, lead us all the time. We should be like an eco-Christian who know the way of the wind of the Holy Spirit and then soar in the wind and let the wind of God fill us all the time. Interestingly, the Bible compared the Holy Spirit to the wind and compared Christians, strong Christians, to egos. How many people want to be an ego Christian? I don't want to be chicken. How many people want to be chicken? I'm writing the sermon about different kind of birds right now. Peacock and chickens. And I tried to describe the characteristic of the chicken. So I went into the YouTube looking for the chicken. And I noticed the chicken like just kick on the dirt and run away, run around all over the place. 
when the storm comes, the chicken just run everywhere because they are so full of fear. But the eagle is not fearful. The eagle, when it see the wind, see the storm, it knows the direction of the wind and know how to catch the wind and soar and fill with the Holy Spirit. We need to be an eagle Christian that know how to be filled with the Holy Spirit and learn how to surrender to the Holy Spirit, learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit every single day. Do you know that when Jesus was living on earth, if you read the Bible carefully, you will know that Jesus was led and filled by the Holy Spirit all the time. Jesus, he was always led by the Holy Spirit. He was always filled with the Holy Spirit. Every word he said, every action he did was led by the Spirit of the living God. Amen? We need to have a life of fellowshipping with God in order to get filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. And that lifestyle is called prayer. We need to have that communication with God. And one way to communicate with God is to confess who He is. I don't know about you. Many days, many times a day, I will say from my mouth and I confess, God, you're such a good God. You're the great almighty God. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh God, you are the one who give manna to the children of Israel. You're going to give me manna day by day. You're the God who pulled water out of the rock. You're the God who performed miracles through the hands of Paul. I confess with my mouth the greatness of God every single day. Let's look at Abraham, what he did in his relationship with God. Genesis chapter 14, verse 22. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord. God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and have taken on an oath. You can see that Abraham confessed from his mouth how good God is. If you live, want to live a life filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to learn how to praise God and confess how great God is every day. First King chapter 18 verse 36. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and pray. Oh Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. You can see that Elijah also confessed with his mouth how good God is. I want to encourage you every single day, learn how to confess with your mouth. How God is good every day. You wake up. God, you're such a good God. You're faithful. You keep your promise. You will do what you say. God, you're so merciful. As I mentioned a few weeks ago, lately the medical practice has dropped because of the economy. One of my doctor friends said that his practice has dropped 30% in the past one year. He was kind of scared because he may not have enough money to pay the overhead. The overhead for the medical doctor is so high. Because the government keeps coming out with a new law, so you have to hire more people to do all the law. And I remember last Thursday, I have only one case on Wednesday to perform surgery. 
And I pray to God, God, you're the God who give us mana. I'm gonna have enough income to pay my bill. You know, by Friday, one day later on, 24 hours later after I pray, God sent me four more cases, and I have five cases on Wednesday. So I know I can pay my bill this month. I can pay all of my employees and all the stuff. My malpractice insurance is more than 16000 in three months. So it's pretty heavy bill to pay every three months. But God is a good God. You confess with your mouth and the Holy Spirit will help you to get the provision into your hand. Amen. Everyone say confession. How great God is. Not only that, we need to learn how to do supplication. We need to ask God what we need, what we need help, maybe wisdom. We need direction. We need to ask God that the Father will give us direction to the Holy Spirit. That is how we communicate with God. We confess how God is good, how great He is, and also we supplicate or we do supplication and ask God every single day. I don't know about you. When I drive on the street, I ask God for protection. No accident, Lord, please. No accident. Today, one of my patients walked in with severe arm pain. He said that he drove out of his car lot. He is a car mechanic to eat lunch in Redmond. And he said that he just go on and suddenly a car turned around and hit his car. And now he's going to have to undergo neck surgery. When I listen to that, say, God, I don't want this. I don't want anyone to hit my car. I ask for the protection from the Holy Spirit. Tell me what street I should go, where I should not go, so that I will not get into the situation that any car can hit me. The Lord may tell you to go another direction, to avoid the accident, to avoid the traffic. So you can see that you can ask God every single day. Supplication is important to build that relationship. And the more you ask, the more experience you have that He answers. And the Holy Spirit guides you and leads you. Then you will know Him more. You can recognize the voice, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You can differentiate the voice of yourself and the voice of the demon and the voice of God. You can tell. And you can learn to, how to surrender to the spirit of the living God. We should build that intimacy with him. God never forces us to have intimacy or closeness with him. We need to pursue him. We draw near to God and God draw near to us. We need to have that desire. I want to encourage all of you to have a desire to be close to the Holy Spirit, to walk with the Holy Spirit every single day. I'm going to keep reminding you. Amen? Until it becomes your lifestyle. Not only that, let the Holy Spirit work through you, through intercession. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you the name of the people that you should pray for. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you a face of a person and He say, pray for that person. The Holy Spirit has a burden to pray for people and you will be His mouth to pray to the Father on behalf of that person, ask God the Father to help that person. This happened to me all the time. Maybe sometimes I'm driving and then suddenly God mentioned to me some names. Maybe some name in another country that I know about. Or maybe somebody that I forget for a long time and God 
raise that name up and he say pray for that person right now so i begin to pray by the leading of the holy spirit sometime i don't know what to pray thank god for tongues i can pray in tongues for those people that i don't know what's going on with their life i just pray in tongue for them amen sometimes we can pray for the leaders sometimes god may bring the name of a pastor And you can pray for that pastor. Pray for people. Intercession. And not only that, we should give thanks to the Holy Spirit every single day. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 57. But thank be to God. He gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Be thankful in every circumstance of your life. Thank Him every day. God loves to be around thankful people. Not complainers. Not people who always talk negative. Be thankful. Thank God for his direction. Thank God that he showed me something today. Thank God that I have a good church to go. Thank God for having somebody disciple me. Thank God that somebody shares some good things and I learn some good things from people. We thank God all the time. Thank God for our wife. Thank God for our husband. If we learn how to be thankful, we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will work with us easily because our heart is right. We are ready to receive the voice from God because we are always thankful. Open our heart up all the time. Amen? Are you ready for the wind of the Holy Spirit to move in your life? The Bible compare the Holy Spirit to the wind. John chapter 3, verses 7 to 8. The Holy Spirit is involved in salvation. And Jesus called the Holy Spirit the wind. John 3, 7 and 8. You should not be surprised at my saying. You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like the wind. We need to be ready like an eagle for the wind of God to blow us to the non-believers. And we can witness by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God will convict the sinners to get saved. The Holy Spirit will tell us what to say. We don't know the direction of the wind, but we just follow the wind. He will tell us what to do. He will guide us what to say. He will tell us where to go, what answer we should give. We should follow the wind of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the wind can be a big wind. In Acts chapter 2, verse 2, the Holy Spirit came into the upper room as a blowing violent wind. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting again. The small wind of conviction to the non-believers. And the big wind of the Holy Spirit blowing, causing revival and change of the city and the household. Thank God for the wind of revival today. God is still moving around the world. The wind of revival. Amen? I went to Los Angeles this time and God was moving, touching people. It's so wonderful to see people get touched by the wind of God. God came down and touched 
and people just get healed, get saved, get delivered from demons and uh, get delivered from sickness and curses in their life. The strong wind of God still blowing today in the church and amongst God's people. You can carry the big wind of God to your office. You can carry the wind of God to your workplace and to, your, to the hospital. Amen? How many people want to be moved by the wind of God? How many people want the big wind of God? Amen. Hallelujah. You think God can use you? God is not respecter of people. God can use anybody to bring the wind of God. If you're willing to submit to God and learn how to move with the spirit of the living God. So, I want you to be hungry for the wind of God all the days of your life. Never give up on the Holy Spirit. Never say, I have enough. Never say, oh, I have seen it before. Never say, oh, another revival service? Again, the same thing again? No. Be hungry. Surrender. Yielded to the Holy Spirit. God can give you more of the Holy Spirit. God can give you more anointing, more power, bigger wind in your life. Amen? You know, God loves the hungry. One of the reasons I love to go to revival service in a foreign land, I love to go to Germany because the people over there are so hungry for God in that camp meeting. Oh, when I went to Thailand or Japan in that church, People are so hungry for God. They're so hungry. They come out and to get prayed for. And the wind of God touch them. And they don't want to leave the house. They just stay in the house in the presence of God for hours. They love the presence of God. When people get hungry, God moves mightily. It depends on the level or the measure of your hunger. If you are more hungry, He moves more. He wants to touch you more. Amen? Amen? How many people are hungry for the things of God? Amen. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 to 27. When God moves into you, have relationship with you, He will do something. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And will put my spirit in you and move you. Everyone say, move. The wind, move. He will move you to follow my decrees and to be careful to keep my laws. This is the reality of Christian life. By human nature and human strength, we cannot obey the Bible. We cannot live a good Christian life by our own strength. We need the wind of the Spirit of God to fill us up. And the Spirit will kick out the heart of stone. Kick out, remove the bad heart. And then He will move on the inside of us with the power, with the authority, with the desire, with the new desire. To be able to obey what God tells us to do. As human, it's very difficult to obey God. Because we have the sinful flesh here. But the Spirit of God can help us to obey what God says in the Bible. 
That's why I love to see God people get touched by the Spirit of God, because I know that that helped them to be able to obey what God says. Without the Spirit, it's impossible for us to obey the Word of God. Amen. Ezekiel thirty-nine twenty-nine. I will no longer hide my face from them, for I will pour out my spirit on the house of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. God say He will pour out His spirit upon the house of Israel, and we are the spiritual Israel. We can receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit today. Amen. And that is the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. Before he went up to heaven, he said in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. What is the promise of God in the book of Ezekiel 39, verse 29? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God wants to pour his spirit upon all flesh. He wants to fill you up again and again and again and again. How desperate you are to receive the Holy Spirit. How desperate you want to change. How hungry you are. In America, we have everything. We have nice communication, good freeway, good social security system, good medical care, good food. It sounds like we don't need anything much anymore. Because we have everything in the U.S. But I want to encourage you. No matter how much you have, stay hungry. Stay desperate for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit all the days of your life. Don't let this desire die down. Get hungry. Feel again and again and again. Let Him change you from glory to glory to glory. Get desperate. Get surrender to the Spirit of the living God. He wants to fill you afresh. He wants to give you a new wind, a new oil every single day. Don't depend on the old wind or the old oil. Today, let Him touch you afresh. Let Him fill you with a new oil. Let Him do something new to you today. Change you. Anoint you. Go to the next level. Be used of God to the next level. I'm still hungry. I want to be used by God to the next level myself too. So I'm still hungry for the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God wants to pour out His Spirit upon our flesh today. And I pray that you are hungry to be touched by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. How many people say, today... Is my day. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit will change you. The Holy Spirit will move you to be able to obey the law of God. And you don't need to struggle anymore because the Spirit of God will empower you to walk in the love of God. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people will say, I want to have a deep fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Today, learn how to surrender. When you are touched by the Holy Spirit, you just focus on Him, relax, 
and let him touch you. Be like an eagle, just relax. Soar in the wind. Don't be uptight. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful. God always gives good things to you. He never wants to harm you. He never wants to hurt you. He wants to bless you. He wants to fill you. He wants to change you. Come to Him by faith. Come to Him and let Him come in and do something in your life. Change you from glory to glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Think about yourself. That you are like that woman with the issue of blood. Think about yourself. You are like the blind man. Come to Jesus. Let Him touch you. Let the Holy Spirit come upon you. Tell Him, "I'm hungry. I need You, Lord." Fill me, Lord, with Your Holy Spirit. Touch me, Lord. I press in. trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired, you said. Bring me your weak. Bring me your hungry masses. We seek your Your glory